Hello Waterloo Road fans, it's Tom here, your podcast host, just popping by to tell you all about the Patreon page. Patreon is, of course, a subscription service, and if you sign up, you can get extra stuff from Luke and myself, including our Waterloo Road Awards. We've done the first part of Series 7. We review other school-based shows. There is a new episode of Teachers up right now. Um, We also do our extended versions of our interviews with other Waterloo Road cast members. We look back at particular characters from the show. We talk about my Waterloo Road fan fiction. There's loads of great stuff on the Patreon. And if you want to get access to it, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Waterloo Road pod. And I would like to thank those of you who have already subscribed. So thank you to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Joe Buckle, to Lucy to Emily Berry, to Georgia Leah, who is on Instagram and TikTok as the Avocado Bath. Thank you to Becky, to Matthew Kumar, to Eliza, who is at WaterlooXRoad underscore on Instagram. Thank you to Lottie Smith, to Mel, to Natalie, aka Natalie the Book Reader on Instagram. Thank you to Claudia Graham. And finally, thank you to Tom Percival. Your continued support is much appreciated, and if you listening now would like to join that list of shoutouts, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Pod. I am still recording these before I go off for my wedding and my honeymoon. Normal service should be resumed next week, so if you have signed up to the Patreon in the last few weeks and you are waiting for your first shoutout, we should be able to do that on next week's show. But for now, without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road superfan, joined as ever by Luke Stevenson to discuss a man running in the woods. That is the whole episode. Yeah. I mean, that is it's a an, point... an ambitious bottle episode for Waterloo Road. <laughs> that is the point where I did stop paying attention to this, so <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Your, your, your attention span was, oh, he's in a wood, that's a bit different. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, my little comment about the wars. Yeah. <laughs> Which I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, that's that, the That'll be my joke for this week. <laughs> that's the extent of it, really. And I was also, like, musing about the fact that they didn't include the shots of the robber in his house in the previous right. one. yes. They, they include some very nebulous things in the Patreon in the, in the Patreon in the Fuck. Patreon <laughs> we include nebulous things in the Patreon in the previously on they include some nebulous things but don't include the whole he has a stalker yeah. thing building which is I think a bit a bit strange yeah especially they keep talking about it they keep talking about the stalker mm-hmm. and yeah Michael's talking about how his house was broken into but there's not even a single shot of that and uh, all it would have taken was for the end of the previously on to be that shot of him seeing the robber run away at the end. Yeah. Literally the last thing we saw in the last episode. Yes. But that's not what happened. No. Um, and I'm trying, I'm struggling to figure out who all of his stalkers are. He's got a lot of stalkers at any one time. Yeah. How good is he in bed? Can we can we discuss that? Like, do we have to? We have to, at some point in the next two episodes, there will be an at length discussion of how good he is in bed because he's done something strange to Linda and to Sean. Yeah, I... when did Sean just flip like a switch? <laughs> well, but then again, this is in Sean's nature because Michael got stabbed while they were together. She yeah. married Jez in the intervening yeah. period. So it is a bit like her to be flip-flop. Yes, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. her boyfriend got stabbed and so she ran away and married a footballer. <laughs> it's a very daily star. It is. Yeah. Like, you'd have the boyfriend on the front page saying, while well, I was in my hospital bed, <laughs> my fiancé was off. Married someone who was top goal scorer was for the chasing day. chasing golden balls, you know. Um, I, just, I don't approve of that kind of language. It's no. just the daily star of it all. No, no. So Michael gets a phone call from Linda. Is Linda phoning to tell him about the newspaper headline? Possibly. Is Linda's role to give him like a Downing Street press briefing every morning? Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing, I was just like, but we've been to those wars. There's no signal there. <laughs> I call, there's a quite a few continuity errors in these two episodes. Ooh. That's one of them. Ooh. 
I don't I don't enjoy that at all. Oh, you're going all BBC three greatest movie mistakes with was it Robert Webb who fronted Robert that Webb. it was, wasn't it? It was Robert Webb. Oh let's put a circle of a boom mic. Oh uh, it's not, the you know, the signal on the moors, just good fun. Yeah. But there is a big character continuity moment in the next episode okay. they nuke, which I don't That'll be fun. Um, um but yes, so the Rochdale Observer or the the Flaming Press to you and I. Um, have done an exclusive story about uh, Michael being a super head on a super salary. Did you screen, Did you pause the screen to see whatever the salary was? No, I didn't. I didn't. Either. I don't think they would have gone to the extent of writing it in the article. What do you think would have been a super head salary? Well, I don't know. I have no idea how much other people earn. Okay. <laughs> Let's check. <laughs> the recommended pay levels for the leadership group this is a broad pay range, I'm going to say. It's anywhere between £45,000 and £126,000. Okay. Do you think that's reasonable for a head teacher at a school? Oh, yeah. I don't know what a reasonable salary is for a head teacher. But my other point later on is we go back to his. He lives in a house share. He has a ground floor flat in a house, yeah. in a shared house. It's very nice. It is nice. <laughs> but Sean and Jez live in a palace. He's a footballer for the Dale. It's 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 like when they go to Jasmine's palace in Aladdin. <laughs> there. So Grantley's upset about the the salary. Um, we then meet um, Greg Barrington, who's the new teaching assistant, played by Andrew Knott from the History Boys, Dirt Box from Gavin and Stacey. Did you have a little bit of a squee when he calls Budgie Budgie? <laughs> Because that is one of the nicknames. And I immediately is was, Russell Tovey. Yeah, I was like, was he Dirtbox or Fingers or Budgie? And when he called someone Budgie, I was like, oh, is that a little reference? Yeah. I don't think it's a little reference. Yeah, it's the Marvel in me just going yeah. nuts. Oh, they've, yes. said, they, they've said a word. Better piss myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, he's playing Mephisto in, um, <laughs> in Waterloo Row. Um, so there's a bit where... Um, Tarek's back at school after his suspension um, and he tries to like extend the hand of friendship to Finn because Tarek is being rehabilitated now Tarek is he's in a good boy cardigan yeah, by the end of this episode he's in mid-rehabilitation but Michael takes away his prefect badge seemingly after seeing that the handshake doesn't go well yeah, yeah. he's not even can't even shake a hand <laughs> no prefect for you you beat a man bloody <laughs> yeah, but you fine. can't get that man to forgive you yeah. nah no prefect of mine um, one, one thing I thought was quite nice was Jez and Sean trying to actually like make an appointment to be together yes because I reckon that's an underrated crap part of being an adult yeah is having to do everything by appointment once yes. you get to a certain age but in this case it's because Sean is having an affair yes I'm, <laughs> I'm not having an affair <laughs> Putting that on the record. <laughs> Before I get Adam Levine. Um, but... That's, that's going to date this recording. <laughs> there we go. When you hear this in five weeks' time. Um, yeah, Tom's in his honeymoon. You can go, oh, yes. This is, like, this is from that 48-hour period where we were all doing jokes about Adam Levine. <laughs> yeah, just so you know that it was timely. That's what I... <laughs> As a matter of fact, it comes out, it's out of date. You know, at the time, I was hit and fresh. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I just felt, it just touched on something that's like felt quite real, which is mm. just these two adults having to schedule time to actually be a couple. I can imagine you have it more than most with yes. your fiance's weird, bizarre hours saving children. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a struggle. Um, so uh, Michael is replying to the email, the anonymous email with the video of of him and uh, Stabber Wayne. Um, he replies to the email with the words, "Who are you?" As if the person at the other end is going to go, ah, oh, I've been foiled. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> give it a week. But that, that, that is basically what happens at the end of this plotline. Um, and yeah, then Michael tells Sean about the break-in that happened, at which we go, oh yeah, there was a break-in. That probably <laughs> should have been in the trailer. And then Sean's being like flirty with Michael. I don't really remember where they left it last week, but I didn't think they were in full... Flirty, flirty, Didn't, I'm in an affair with you mode. I thought she went to say, we should be together. That's where she went. With right. It. She said at the end, I want to be with you. Okay. Or is that the end of the next? I, I don't just know. don't understand, Sean. The, those two do keep flip-flopping back and forth. And the complete absence of any chemistry. Yeah. Is a problem. Yeah, but it, it's not been unlike... It's This show has 
been want to power through. Yes, what I needed an was an absence Michael. of sexual chemistry between yeah. their heads. And what I needed heads. was a clip of Michael just going, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hot. Are you hot? Jesus. Yeah. Then I would have got it. Then I would have got Worked it. Worked on me. So Sean is presenting these ideas she's done for this governor's report. Tom was supposed to do some as well, but he's forgotten because apparently he's not competent at his job. He's always been very competent at his job. Competent, but he's busy. He's got too much on. Well, Sean's doing all of the same work and having an affair. So- yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine Tom if Tom had met a woman. Yeah. God damn, he would have done nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's one of the things, if they could have showed us Tom struggling rather than just him going, oh, I haven't done this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Then it might have made more sense. Yeah, Tom is always the guy who will do exactly what you ask yeah. him to. Because so far, yeah, Tom's status this series has been the same, but in a suit. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen any sort of notion of him being overworked. Yeah, I think like there was that when he was initially given the role, it was based on his connection to the, right. the student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he goes, I've been filling in on all the pastoral care stuff, which is what their their deputy head thing should have been. Yeah, yeah. She does the admin and the ideas. He, and does. he does the pastoral stuff. Yeah, because yeah. they don't have a head of pastoral care. Oh. They have a pastoral care office still. It's infuriating. I was at a um, secondary school tour. Um, on Thursday for my daughter not just for recreational purposes <laughs> and yeah, not, not until I was asked to leave <laughs> <laughs> and they did this talk and then it was it was weird right I had such a smirk on my face I couldn't explain it to anybody because he had this bloke stand up in a suit mid 30s he had an Irish accent not Scottish Irish but he did say the sciences <laughs> And they kept talking about pastoral support. <laughs> and I was there just like, oh my God. The show has broken you. It has absolutely broken you. No me. longer able to function as a parent because this show has ruined you. And it had, this, this place had some ridiculous school rules. It was, was it a zero tolerance policy for violence against teachers? No, no, no. It was, it was, I, I, we all pulled, I pulled the face at this <laughs> because the head is a bloke. Yeah. It's an all girls school. And one of their rules is to smile. And I was like, oh, that face, oh. that's the face I pulled. <laughs> oh no, that, that seems misguided. They kept talking about pastoral care while also one of their essential rules is that you smile every day. And it's just like, what? That doesn't work. What if you're unhappy? Yeah. Yeah. Is this a school or a cult? <laughs> so we haven't named the school, so this is all fine. <laughs> Tom has sort of like just thrown some ideas together. Says something about guest speakers. Um, and Michael's like, yeah, but you haven't thought about the budget. Um, and then the whole thing is that because Tom's so overworked, Linda has come up with this idea to give him a teaching assistant, and that's why Greg is here. Um, and then Tom immediately runs to Linda to confront her and go, I'm not stressed. I don't need a teaching assistant. What have you been saying about yeah. me? I can't countenance this response at all. Tom is an adult. Yeah. I don't get this. And like, teaching assistants are common. Yes. They, aren't, they aren't often a sign of a failing teacher. There's usually one in every classroom. Yeah. I don't know if it's different at secondary level, but definitely at primary level, there's one in every classroom. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Tom. I don't, I don't know now. I haven't been in a school for... Yeah. But yeah, it's just like this idea that I'm failing, therefore they give me an, a de- like an assistant. Yeah. So actually... I remember them in quite commonplace in classrooms, but more... They'd often be uh, sort of allocated to someone who had special educational needs. Like yeah. with... Um, her name from this show. Carla. Carla. Carla and Davina. <laughs> like with, I remember Davina. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we all remember Davina. <laughs> we'll never forget Davina. Um, but yes, like with Carla, so she had Davina allocated to her. That's the sort of scenario I was used to seeing TAs. In. Yeah, yeah. But it's just this idea, that, and because he, the TA just stands, but I know that he's not a proper TA, yeah, yeah, yeah. but Tom seems to think it's normal that the TA just stands behind him at his desk, <laughs> ready to be tagged in like they're yeah. Hardy Boys. <laughs> It's a very contemporary reference. It's the only wrestling reference I have. <laughs> I'll give you 30 seconds on John Cena and that's it. Yeah, wrestling on the podcast, once a series, take it or leave it. Yeah, it's true. It, it comes around occasionally. Um, so uh, we find out that Matt's friend Rosie is pregnant um, and decides to blurt that out in front of the kids. Yeah. Imagine just like coming in and just be like... I have to, it's, again, it's because of the function of the show. It's very much the function of the show. She probably figures that out. Earliest appointment, she's going to figure that out. It's half eight, nine o'clock. Yeah. She has to travel across the school, by which point it's ten. It's half ten. Wait four hours. He's finished yeah. work in four hours. Well, you could visit him at lunch. I'm oh. sure he could pop out for five minutes at lunch to have a coffee with you, so you could give him this amazing news. Yeah. They go to, <laughs> you know, Grantley's at the pub every lunch. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
But he immediately starts like freaking out about like the planning and stuff, and this upsets her. I quite like this storyline. I quite like this storyline. I think it's interesting. I think because we only ever see it from the teacher's perspective, we need to understand a little bit more about her. Yes. Because we kind of, you know, the subtext here is that these two people have decided to have a child because they want a child and they never felt themselves the right relationship to do it. Fine. He seems to think that she's pressuring her, but we're not really seeing it. So I feel like we need to have some kind of information from her that suggests, oh, she's actually always been on the lookout for her husband. Yes. Which is why Matt feels under pressure. Because we don't know anything about her, her entire personality is woman who wants to have a baby. And yeah, Matt, can you do this, 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 this for me? Yeah, it's like, Matt, I need you to drop everything so you can join me in this, in Mm. your sole pursuit in life being having a baby. Yeah, yeah. Like, if we knew what she did when she wasn't thinking about having a baby, Mm -hmm. we might be able to sort of get a better handle on that dynamic. we've watched this show for seven series now. What do we know about women? They are, and I'm not going to say it. No, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. It's not my job to say it. Um, <laughs> which one, which one That's the show's opinion on all of it, <laughs> not ours. I do love the fact that a regular listener just in that pause just went, "There we go." Those, that's the line. <laughs> We're not going to say it. If you know it, tweet us it. <laughs> Don't tweet us it. <laughs> So uh, Tom enlists Jez to set, help set up a football tournament because that's his new big idea for Michael. His ideas are so bad. They are poor. They're so route one, aren't they? It's, let's get some guest speakers, like, before about how much they cost. Well, I think guest speakers charge schools, but still. No, I wouldn't have thought they do. They do that every third bloody week at this place anyway. And it's always a friend of Teacher X yeah, yeah. as the guest speaker. Like, and I assume they're not charging. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, the football tournament is just like, I'm pretty certain that's organised quite regularly. Yeah. By all of the schools in the area at large. I don't... Yes. There's there's an infrastructure in place for... They had a rugby invitational that the whole school's uh, thing hitched on two weeks ago. That was done in a doping scandal or whatever. There's a nice bit here of remembering the past, which I liked. Because Jez is talking to Tom about Sean. And Jez says, oh, you know, I thought working with my partner was going to be fun. And Tom says, no, been there, (laughs) done that. Very complicated. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take... I'll give you a walking tour around the graveyard later yeah. <laughs> to let you know how that goes. Yes. Here's the memorial tree for Lorna. Here's the memorial tree for Izzy. We've, we've done one for Davina. We've not heard from her. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a bit here where Sean and Michael have an interaction in the, in the halls. Yes. And they go off. And then Linda just appears in the window. Yes. Now, the choreography of that scene basically means Linda can't have been more than three feet away from them right. while they were having this slacious conversation. And Linda is brilliant at this. <laughs> she just is just great at just appearing in places <laughs> where every person can see them, but it just furthers the plot for her to be like, no one saw me here. <laughs> I saw all this, nobody saw me. So there's stuff about Vicky not wanting to do her counselling anymore. And then she's got to do these questionnaires for her biology. So she asks Ronan to do them so that she can go to this meeting. Now, she has some form of you know, stress and anger issues. Yes. Okay. And she, part of that is related to how well she needs to do at her science A-levels. The sciences. The sciences. Thank you. <laughs> and she gives something that actually has an impact. Yes. This questionnaire that means something to Ronan, yes. who, king, yes. but moron. Yes. That's and sort then, of his whole vibe. <laughs> and when this goes poorly, she has the she yeah. has the temerity to be shocked and angered by it. Yeah. I, but um, him and Maddie decide that they're going to do these questionnaires together because Maddie's got to do them presumably for her own thing. Yeah. Um, so they're like, whoever gets them done the quickest buys lunch or something. Yeah. Could we describe Maddie as having permanent smoky eye? Because she does. <laughs> Her flirt is just always just like, all right, I'm going to just bring these, bring my eyelids a little bit lower. <laughs> I was watching. And really amp up the vocal fry. I was watching these episodes on the vocal fry front. I was watching these episodes and my other half walked in yesterday and recognised her as being from Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging based mm. solely on voice. Really? <laughs> Immediately. She went, I know that voice. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. No, nor have I. I feel, like, I, I feel like it was one that boys weren't allowed. Yeah, at the time, it was very because, much. Yeah, because every girl I know had it on TV, yeah, 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 yeah. formatively, yeah. and all, all girls in our age group, but yeah. I just haven't seen it. No, I've never seen it. And as a big Aaron Taylor Johnson fan. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the trailer now. <laughs> <laughs> Greg is getting flustered in the classroom because for some reason he's handed out worksheets for the catcher in the rye. 
uh, not of Mice and Men. Presumably, he just assumed because they're always doing it. The two books. <laughs> the, t- <laughs> the two books they do at school. It's up where it's three. Because it's Catcher in the Right of Mice and Men or just broadly Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Not every of these books. I'm, I'm fully aware these are the two books people do. I somehow still did a Kestrel for a f***ing name. I have no idea what you did a Kestrel for a name. I did a Mice and Men. <laughs> we had like two... Yeah, like two our English groups were split into like two halves. So one half was given of mice and men, and the other half was given to Kestrel for an age, but we just happened to be. So but every other school in the country seemed to do it mice and men. Yeah. So everyone, everyone could be the only person alive who has not read of mice and men. I've never read it. <laughs> so everyone our age group could connect over some kind of a mice and men yeah, yeah, like yeah. story or whatever. It is. I'm just... It's the closest thing we have to a monoculture <laughs> is that we've all read of mice and men. I, the only thing I know about it is sometimes, you know, it will be on the sofa. Charlie goes, oh, I could just Lenny you. And I go, I'm assuming that's a good thing. <laughs> um, no one tell me otherwise. <laughs> no, no, you don't want to hear it. Um, Greg then starts freestyling about storytelling. He defaults to Dead Poet Society. He does, doesn't he? But it's a little bit Michael's rousing speech from a few weeks ago. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> someone gave me a book. English. The, the Sciences. sciences. Um, now, Grantley turns up at this point with another Nazi reference. He does, yes. He describes a teacher captivating his pupils <laughs> yes. as a Nuremberg rally. He does, yes. Um, which is why Grantley's a bad teacher. But, like, I realised, so I was thinking about this, when we listened to the podcast came out most recently, and there were a couple of Nazi references in there. Yes, the more than one. And I yeah. was like, why are they jarring so yes, much? Yes, there was Jack Boots, and then there was another one. Yeah. Lots of talk about dictators. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, why is it bothering me so much? And it's because... This was from a twee time in 2011, before the Nazis came back. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you could, they were an abstract concept that you yeah. could just invoke these kind of this bit of imagery about. But now that they're like a back and they're all around us and in some places they're in charge of things. I was going to say, now they have power. <laughs> I'm like, we can't joke about this. No. They're around us. Yeah. Greg plants a camera hidden in a box file in um, Michael's office. I'm immediately sceptical of whatever that camera captures. Because... <laughs> For one, for one, it's not an angle. No. It's just pointing up. He gets 26 hours of good footage of the ceiling. That's yeah. it. Now, I, I was a local news reporter. Yeah. I, I never got to do anything this exciting. No. I didn't get to go undercover. No, but this... You, and you plant so, cameras in box files. You were... Co- they never said why they wanted to do an expose on this guy. Because they never go back to explain... And are we led to believe the person who breaks into his house is the person who finds out how much he's earning and then passes that on to the press? No, I don't think we know anything about the break-in. Okay. Because it's just amazing because, like, that was the last image we saw. Yeah. And then the next week starts with, here's his money. And yeah. now there's a journalist wanting to do an expose on it. It makes you think there's some form of, like, targeted, you know, mm. thing that people know. No, not as far as I'm aware. I mean, there could be. There yeah. could be. But yeah, I just, I just you know, stabbed head goes to struggling school to improve it, it doesn't feel like the stuff of, you know, a few good men. Uh, but I guess there is a little... That's not the right reference. No. Or the president's or man. Or the president's man. God I knew what you meant. Yeah. Um, but they don't... T- no. <laughs> they might. Um, I don't know. I think maybe there's a thing of... And the, the show's obviously not doing this. But, like, whenever someone feels too good to be true, there's, like, a desire to take them down. Because maybe maybe he was 17 and things were tough at home. Well, he's being like Holly and filled. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They did that to themselves. Again, a nice little uh, on-the-button yeah. reference. <laughs> Holly and Phil. Anything could have happened to Holly and Phil oh. by the time this comes out. I can't leave that in. They could have been, like, hanged. <laughs> <laughs> or they could have been, like, completely rehabilitated. <laughs> Anything could have happened to them. Yeah. They'll do a, a 24 hour this morning special where yeah. they're pedaling on bikes and the pedals like power a family's home for a day. <laughs> Just a big, a big lit up image of Paddington. Watch, <laughs> watch me bleed for your energy bills. Please forgive us. So um, Jez has bought some new bikes for him and Sean and she's mm. very angry about it. Why? Why did he buy them? Why did she get mad? I don't know. Because he, he said, let's take the bikes out at the weekend and go somewhere. And she seemed quite up for that. But instead of just taking that as a win, he went, I must go and buy new bikes. In what time? <laughs> In what space? 
Where did he go and get the bikes? <laughs> it's established, isn't it? He's pretty much never teaching, yeah. other than next week when it's relevant to the plot. Um, <laughs> so he just, yeah, he can... Grab Even when he is teaching, Tom's always there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he, does, he does seem to be... Tom's really lent into being the PE teacher at this school. Mm -hmm. Even now there is a PE teacher. It's a lovely little Tinchy Strider mention. Next. Yeah, this was, yeah, odd. I, I couldn't name the other person they referenced in. I can't remember. Oh, I'll tell you who it was. It was Phaser from Endubs. Right. The one from Endubs who's not famous. Right, okay. That one. <laughs> Tinchy Strider, of course, is still famous. <laughs> Can we, because there wasn't really any great songs, can we exit on a number one by Tinchy Strider? <laughs> With Dappy, the other one from Endubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's one of those weird things. Like, I don't, was that the right reference in 2011? It might have been. Yeah. It might have been about right. Yeah, it's actually right it was. Yeah. Because it, it was around about the same uh, era as uh, Ayaz and Replay and yes. Solo. Yes. Wow. Gosh, that was terrible music. I know, I still reference it daily. <laughs> it's just you, though. Um, so we see Matt apologising to Rosie for freaking out. He says he's, he, he, and he starts trying to be a bit more optimistic about it. And she wants them to move in together closer to the due date so that he can like help her out and whatever. Yes. Again, interesting. Yeah, it's all right. Linda goes to snoop on Michael's emails. Why it's not clear. Well, because when she was invisible for a minute. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she like Bex before her can move through time and space. Yes. Um, she saw them talking about something. So she's now like, oh, they must be documenting their affair yes. in these emails yes. rather than Is not... this like when, was it Rob on Green's wife who read the very innocuous work emails between yeah, yeah. him and Karen and was like, oh. they're, they're shagging. They're speaking about work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is very much that. Um, but it's all so that she can spill coffee on his laptop and destroy it it was very triggering for me as someone who has recently destroyed a laptop by spilling a drink all over it yeah <laughs> not as sophisticated as coffee though was it no it, it was, was orange, orange squash <laughs> because I'm eight years yeah. old um then again I, my last home computer broke because my daughter spilled milk on it so <laughs> at least she was a child <laughs> she was eight she should have known better <laughs> I'm 28 <laughs> I'm making no excuses for you. <laughs> so Scout and Emily are trying to talk to Phoenix. And he he says, I'm joining the army because I can't trust anyone. I don't understand what's happening with Phoenix. No, he is not at all related to the Phoenix we met at the start of no. the series. And what happens in this episode has no bearing on what happens in the next episode. And the, the Scout, Emily, Phoenix thing is still happening somehow. <laughs> and I don't Where understand what's some happening. Some fathomable reason every time Scout speaks to Phoenix who is still at this point I believe boyfriend girlfriend I don't think so didn't they finish with each other I don't know I think that's over yeah but then Emily just it's just like every time yeah. they go no gear each other Emily's like Scout come here yeah and anytime there's like a frostiness between them you can see Emily like grinning in the corner yeah. like her plans coming together and it's still never explained yeah so Michael goes and asks the staff room about the coffee incident and talks about how his house has been broken into. And then Greg, for some reason, goes, I was suspiciously in your office, Mr. Byrne. But not for this suspicious <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very weird. Um, but he only does that so that Tom can start to get more suspicious of him. Yeah, yeah. Good of him to do that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Not so suspicious that he takes what Tariq's saying at face value. No, no, of course not, no. Um... So Matt has decided that he wants him and Rosie to draw up a uh, contract for when the baby's born. That feels like good sense. Yes. Matt's been watching his Judge Rinder. He knows that. <laughs> <laughs> he knows he must write everything down. Tom goes and obtains... And this show doesn't have the quality for it, but it's a great little setup for a spin-off, is it? Isn't it? Yeah, that would be fun. Just like that. single single woman in her yeah. 30s, 40s. Gay man, 30s, 40s, yeah. raising a kid together in, in the same home, still trying to live their separate lives. Yeah. Wait, is... is that not just Will and Grace? <laughs> well, this is us. I've never watched Will Finish and Grace. now, hasn't it? So Chris Gear's free. We can pick them up a decade later, <laughs> see how they're doing. Mind you, I don't know how this story pans out. <laughs> the show really walks us to the journalist thing. 
Yes. By the point that we're all pretty much there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, he, when he plants the camera, we're there. Yeah, it's it's either that or some form of like private investigator. Yeah, that's a yeah, good yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Considering they opened the episode with a newspaper, you're sort of you're there. Yeah, yeah. They've given you all of the bits, um, but just in case you didn't get it, he's on the phone. He might as well have one of those caps with press on. Yeah, and he's like talking to his editor, going, "I'm gonna get you some more. Yeah. I've got the hot scoop." Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and Tarek like overhears him. Um, Tarek, again, borrowing from the Linda school of just being in earshot, yes. but not visible. Yes, he does a lot of that. So uh, there's some little bits here. Michael being dismissive about Tom's football idea. Maddie ringing up this mentoring scheme on behalf of Ronan. Who's he mentoring? Youth. Because I assumed it was a school mentoring scheme, but it's not. It's external to the school. And Ronan would be a mentor. Yes, or a mentee. because he's like a local business person. He was not paying rent two weeks ago. Because he has a fruit and vegetable, which is a front for his criminal empire. There we go. Scout, for some reason, has told Michael what Phoenix is planning to do. But I like it because it gives us a little joke. And we don't often get a deliberate joke in the show. No, we don't. But Michael goes over to Phoenix and goes, what do you think, you know, what's this? Joining the armed services. And Phoenix just goes, you're too old. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, I'll give you all guitar string a pluck. Yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> so uh, Greg goes and talks to Tom in the canteen and records him on a dictaphone as he like slags off Michael. Uh, at which point he then goes off to do some snooping in the deputy head's office and Tarek finds him, obviously. Yeah, but Tom also thought that Michael was a great teacher about three hours ago. Yes. And, and, and will do again three hours hence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because he had the time to give him a teaching assistant, yeah. he was like, here are all of the things that's absolutely wrong with him. Yeah. Um, so Ronan has sort of half-arsed Vicky's questionnaires and then there's a bit where Ronan's worried that she's going to hit him again I, lo- I love that moment because despite all of the noise of all the Mr. Byrne crap this is a really interesting storyline yes and the flinch is it's just it's so it's well acted by Ronan it's very well acted by Vicky who is obviously just devastated that this is what it's come yes. to it's so good it's so interesting yes I agree but it's secondary to the fact we now have to talk about the fact that Jez brings Sean a meal deal. Oh. And it can't be a coincidence he was asking Tom for advice earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do you know what? He starts off poor because it's def- it's a sandwich. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> Always the wraps for the meal deal. Oh, I'm a baguette guy. Oh. No. I agree with you about the sandwiches, but I'd go baguette over wrap. Where are you getting the from? This is Tesco. Tesco, usually. Yeah, never a baguette from Tesco. Oh, I like that. Always a chicken, chicken and bacon wrap. The, no, the chicken and bacon baguette's quite nice. And the ham and cheese. Quite, I know self are quite nice. <laughs> I want spectacular, and that's what the wrap is. The big, ridiculous Max paprika crisps you don't get anywhere else. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, but it works. Jez and Sean have a little reconciliation, and he starts pitching a selection of elaborate holidays. Yeah. Um, is, this, is this where... Jez says about how he wouldn't swim with sharks. Yes. And then Sean's like, oh, I don't know that about you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got hidden depth. She goes, oh, you do. You're such a sensitive man because you don't like being on your own out at sea. <laughs> Jez expresses what is probably quite a common fear yeah. among people is to not be out in the ocean without being able to put your feet on the ground. Yeah. And Sean's just like, this man I married is so sensitive. Yeah. I, I like sharks. I don't want to be eaten by one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's an interesting thing about me. I think that's quite common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ronan sort of confides in Maddie a bit about what happened with Vicky. And Maddie says, oh, you let her patronise you and you're going to spend your whole life under her thumb. And then he says that she's been a good friend. Yes. And they literally could not make it any clearer that they're getting together. They could not yell it louder. But she th- she throws it. But, you know, Vicky does help him along, doesn't she? Yes. Yes. So Tarek goes and tells Tom that there's something dodgy about Greg. And then Tom sort of dismisses it, but he clearly does listen because he then goes, and this none of this rings true for me. The, the sort of smoking gun is he manages to trap Greg into calling Sylvia Plath a man. Yes. And... I think most people, certainly someone who is a journalist, know that Sylvia Plath is a woman. Yeah, because to be a journalist, at this, at this point in history, as we know, 
it pretty much had to have a degree. Yeah, exactly. And that degree would be in the Englishes. <laughs> Math, science or the Englishes. Yeah. yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. or journalism. Yes. And then you're usually in the same circles as English people. Yeah, exactly. As English, you know what I meant. People who do English. <laughs> people who do English, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so none of that, none of that rang true to me. It, it feels like the whole thing is that it's very media portrayal of journalists, isn't it? Journalists are duplicitous and stupid. <laughs> yeah. Whereas so, actually what they're all doing is doing mid-successful mid podcasts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or getting bought out by Global. Yes. Yeah. So Michael calls the hotel, pretends to be Wayne's uncle, and they just give an update on his condition. They say, yeah, that guy, he's in a coma. The hospital. Yes. You said hotel. I did. I've also written hotel. <laughs> I'm like Ron Burgundy. I just read what's written in front of me. Wayne's really living it up. <laughs> yes, I of course meant hospital. Thank God. I wrote these notes at quarter past 11 last night. Oh, um, <laughs> he stays up late. So Tarek derails Greg's poetry class with a rap. Yeah, because we remember that Tarek raps. I didn't need a reprise of his rap. Because it's quite poor. I hesitate to say skills. I was going to say skills. <laughs> um, watch as that actor is now like a rapper or something. Well, it's fine because he probably didn't write his own raps for this, did he? <laughs> I suspect he's got better in the last yeah, decade. Yeah. So then uh, Tom comes in just as Greg is punching Tarek in the face. Yeah, if, if, he, if he hadn't figured out... No. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a teacher. But then again, Chalky nearly punched a kid in the face. He's still a teacher. Yeah, so. yeah it's true. He's head of maths. He's been <laughs> promoted. Um, so Tom threatens to call the police. Um, and then Greg says, well, well that just show the school up for not having the right checks because I'm I, a journalist for the Lancashire Informer. I love that. The smoking gun is, Waterloo Road, let anyone work here. Look yeah. at me. I got in here and I yeah. just punched a pupil. <laughs> There is, there's like consistency though, because we've seen how many dodgy supply teachers get into oh, the school. Oh, loads of dodgy supply teachers. <laughs> there is a story here, yeah. but he undermines it when he's like, so I was let in with no proper checks and I ended up punching a kid in the face. The story there is local journalist punches child in the face. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be, it would be difficult to run any sort of version of this article now that he's punched a child in the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. I feel he has discredited whatever point he was making. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to all, do all of it. At five o'clock today? Yes, an incredible deadline. That's just outrageous. He's going to do a full day undercover. Yeah. Takes until 3, 3.15. Then he's going to go out, type... He's got six hours of footage to watch through. Yeah. It's just outrageous. He has no idea what he's got yet. No. He has no idea what he's got. Very bizarre. But it's it's very much a victim of everything has to happen in one school Yeah, day. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it seems crazy to put in... However much groundwork they've had to put in to set up this undercover operation. Yeah, yeah. They have to do CVs, do that, everything. And they have to get him a CRB check from somewhere, which is out of date, but... Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, because in order to justify legally an operation like this, you'd have to show clear public interest. Yeah. And is a teacher complaining a bit about their boss grounds for this level of clandestine you, work yeah I don't think it is no I don't think it is no because you're going well he's paid a lot and his staff don't like him that's not yeah and the fact <laughs> the fact of the matter is that over those two weeks you miss the fact that he is being blackmailed by a child for throwing a, a person in the road <laughs> yeah a much bigger story <laughs> a much yeah. bigger story yeah. it's just oh people don't like him and then yeah. yet two weeks later this story comes out it's like oh my god I missed the bag there um, yeah. I like it as well when he's like what else you want I'll put a camera in his office right I'm going to go get that he goes, and then the journalist says to him but hang on, if you take the camera, I'll only have your recording. Yeah. As if Tom was like going, oh, okay, sorry, if I give you the camera, you'd have a stronger story. <laughs> no, what Tom's on his side no, here. No, what he's saying is, if you don't give me the camera, all I've got is the bit where you're awful. Yeah. So my story has to be, you, Mr. Tom Clarkson, hate your boss. Yeah, but it's just one disgruntled employee giving a... a, a, a Rant that he thought was off the record. Yeah. Just... On, a, on a day where he has been sort of yeah. put in a stressful situation. And, you know, as we learn at the end, Michael sort of understood that. Yeah, yeah. Albeit because he's got bigger fish to fry. Um, but then I thought for a second they were going to do something. Because Greg does this whole speech about how he didn't get the privilege of a great education. <laughs> and so he has to work his way into the industry by doing things like this. 
And I thought, oh, they're going to say something about the class balance in journalism. I had no idea. Nope. Why did you think that show would do? Why this show would do that? I just thought, you know, why bring it up if you're not going to? I mean, we, we've done this podcast for how many hundreds of episodes. You never brought it up. <laughs> but this is a specific scenario. You're a journalist from, you're a journalist from Coventry. <laughs> but this is if the... you're not bringing it up, no one's bringing it up. But the, they bring it up. Yeah. They talk about how he didn't get the privilege of a good education. Yeah, but it would be broad for this show that's been about a school for seven series. Go, right, we're going to wade into this other profession but that we don't understand. Of, but yeah, he does. all they do is go, they just use it as a further way to make it clear that he's like, a bit thick. Yeah. That's the broader point they're making. Yeah. Is he's going, I'm stupid. I have to do things like this. So uh, Tom goes and confronts Linda about this and goes, you, you know, it was your recommendation that got him in. Um, but she obviously is more worried about the camera because she knows that her spilling the coffee all over. Yes. The computer is on there. Yeah. Linda really should be fired for this. Yes. Oh, incredibly. Yes. There's a lot of things in the next few episodes, though, that people should be sacked for. That they're not going to be sacked for. Yeah. There should be, this course should be run by one human being. Yes. Um, and that um, is Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't say much for the grades. The pastoral care would be outstanding. Yeah. Um, so Sean goes and tells Michael that she can't see him tonight and they can't go to this conference in Bournemouth together. Um, Michael says, oh, you know, I screwed up before with the, you know, my mental state after the stabbing. Uh, but she says, you know, things have changed. It's over now. Yes, because she's up and down. Yes. Also, I, I, I want to take issue with this. Okay. Michael says about the, you know, going to Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, says, I know it's not the most exotic place. Bournemouth slander from a Scot living in Rochdale. <laughs> Bournemouth is a beautiful place where dreams are made. Born from a Scot in Rochdale. <laughs> Outrageous behaviour. Um, so Ronan takes a phone call, which is from the mentoring scheme, saying they want to get him involved. And he assumes it's Vicky that's called upon his behalf. But they then work out it was Maddie. Uh, and Vicky gets angry about this. And Ronan finishes with her. Probably merited at this point. And he mentions Aiden and the baby. Yes. So Vicky then catches up with Ronan, who's sort of gone away. And she wants to fix the situation, but he says, too much has happened. Aiden, the baby, you hitting out at me. And I've just written in capital letters, they remember. <laughs> just Mufasa in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Remember. I was, I was so pleased. Yeah. So pleased. I, I, I love this scene. This scene's amazing. Um, amazing is a strong word. <laughs> and he's talking about how we can't remember the last time they had fun together. And he says, you know, because he's a king. He says, you know, you don't need me, Vicky. You'll be fine. Uh, and his, his sort of last words to her are, you'd be successful, yeah. Oh, we don't deserve him. We he's don't. such a good person. Despite the criminal empire. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's just no. It's just like, it's just this very mature admission that it isn't working. He's yeah. not going to keep, keep at it. Yeah. And, but like, it was kind of true, really, that she was basically on this pedestal for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she was perfect. And then it took something extreme for, her, for him to see, actually, do you know what? This yeah. isn't the right thing. Oh, it's, it's so good. And she says, I'll never forget you, Ronan Burley. Well, you go to school together. It'd be bloody difficult. <laughs> they have a little kiss. They live in the same flat. <laughs> <laughs> and there's tears, and it's beautiful. And they play a song called Raise Me to the Ground, which we're going to have to use because it's the only song in the episode. Well, no, because Tinch tried it number one. It's not happening. If I mention um, it, it happens. So... I love this. I love it. In the early this. series, he used to play Colorblind by Darius. He <laughs> played It's Gonna Taste Great by the Chemical Thing. What happened to you? It used to be fun. Now it's all about the format. <laughs> it was anarchy. I used to be able to just mention a song in the first minute and bully you into playing it <laughs> by the 45th. <laughs> Do you know what? I, ju I just don't understand how you're number one. <laughs> Why are we talking about this and not the really good scene? <laughs> Can we talk about the really good scene? I don't know how to compute really good scenes in this TV no. show. Let's talk about Rings of Power instead. It's good. The actors are really good. It's it's relatively well written. Yeah, it's nice. Pat on the back, everyone. Well, I have a question. Why have they removed the de the metal detectors from the entrance? Hmm? They've removed the metal detectors from the entrance. Okay. But that was a, a very large feature of the show for seven years. Yeah. Was metal detectors from the entrance. But it feels like they moved them out of the way. Well, there's only one Kelly left now. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had the gun <laughs> at the school. <laughs> he was, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Only so, one Kelly who's found with a gun on premises. He's so, the one who's still there. Well, maybe we, maybe we were wrong about his tight deadline. 
because Michael's managed to find the salient bit of video footage very quickly. Yeah. Because so he sees the the coffee gate. Yes. Um. And then uh, Michael is suddenly very keen on Tom's football tournament, but Tom sort of explains everything that's happened that day about the uh, Tarek situation with the punching, um, and admits that there's this tape of him talking about Michael. Michael says, you know, I value your honesty and I rate you and you should believe in yourself more. That'll do it. Tom's now back on board. Um, Maddie finds Ronan like brooding um, and he says, you know, me and Vicky are over. And then Maddie invites him to this gig that Jez had given her tickets to earlier. And they make it clear they're going as just mates because they're not going to get together. Absolutely they're, not. There is no way. They're not going to get together. I'm so excited for him to get together in episode 20 and in episode 21. I remember that it happened. <laughs> Ronan deserves a. Ronan's the only one who remembers anything. He deserves. A, he deserves a memory wipe. You know, if Finn gets to Eternal Sunshine himself every ten yeah. episodes, suddenly in episode twenty six, Ronan just goes, "Did I have sex with Maddie?" <laughs> I hope it will happen. Imagine if ep- series ten, episode twenty, is just Chris going. <laughs> Me and Rachel. <laughs> Or everyone at the same time just remembering Finn going, I fell off a bridge. (laughs) Michael um, says to Linda to come round to my house to talk about the footage. Michael's an idiot. He is. For a smart man. Linda clearly has a thing for you. Yes. You've had sex with her once recently. Yes. And he then invites her round for a drink in the flat where they had sex to sit on the same sofa and discuss this stuff where he says, I forgive you. And then he's like, whoa, what did you expect from me here? Yeah, it's weird. So Michael asks Linda why she was in the office and she confesses to seeing some of his emails. And he says, oh, it's okay. We can forget the whole thing. And then as you said, she sort of touches his leg and he says, oh, you've got the wrong impression here. That's It's it's pretty much the only impression about 90% of people would take from that scenario. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, Jez has cooked a meal for him and Sean, brought lots of holiday brochures for them to look through. And this just, Sean's like, no, I can't do this. I can't be with this man who's cooked me dinner and he's going to go on holiday with me. He's a PE teacher though. <laughs> with, with an established sort of. Yeah. For all the Nazi references, uh, Budget has made in the past few weeks, he's not targeted it in the right place. No. Um, <laughs> PE te- P- teachers are at the front line of that. <laughs> So Sean says, oh, I'll give Maddie a lift to her gig. Um, and then we see her turning up at Michael's and saying, oh, I, I want you, whatever. Um, we have no reason why. No. After saying earlier on that I don't want you to now be to want That's the thing. We don't know why she went back to wanting him. Yeah. We don't know why she stopped wanting him. And we don't know why she wants him again. Again, maybe he's just really good in bed. Maybe. Maybe that's why Linda stops that. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> because Linda went from professional head of English brought into Ray Standards three weeks ago to being certifiably insane. Fully fatal attraction, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but we'll go back to Linda because I want to talk about, I want to give Ronan one more moment. Oh, because the hope you're okay text to the Vicky. text. Oh. She gets an okay, I hope you're okay text from King Ronan. Yeah, because as well, in a lot of circumstances, you go, a, a guy would send that text because he'd be like, I'm living rent free right there. <laughs> I'm living rent free in her head. But you know Ronan's Ronan earnest. Really, he really genuinely hopes she's okay. Yeah. Oh, he's a, he is a king amongst um, mere mortals. So, Invisible Linda. Invisible Linda. Yeah. Um, she sees Sean turning up at Michael's. Invisible Linda. Honestly. Invisible Linda. Um, and then this, so she sees them and there may as well be like flames behind her. <laughs> and there's like dramatic slow-mo where she keys his car. Yeah. Keying cars used to be a much bigger thing. <laughs> Didn't it? I don't know anyone who's ever had their car keyed. My dad had his car keyed in a cinema car park in Warsaw. Um, I think, we, what did we go to see? I can't remember. It's what happens sh- if you park your car in Warsaw. Though, that we've learned. <laughs> um, yeah, in Warsaw you have to keep moving like a shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a very nice cinema though I always remember it being a great cinema because we used to go up there every Christmas I think that's where I watched the bulk of the Lord of the Rings films mm. in that cinema. great place but yeah the car parking and the security in the car park leave yeah. a little bit to be desired yeah um, but yeah now it's all just catalytic converters <laughs> yes yes. <laughs> they've really upgraded themselves from a little bit of mindless vandalism yeah. to all oh, let's steal the bottom of this car yeah um, so that's the end of the episode. The next time trailer is Linda sort of revealing what she knows to various people. 
Um, that doesn't get clearer when you've seen the episode. No. Um, there's this new kid of the week called Freddy, who we see sort of fighting Phoenix. Um, Finn sort of like sticking it on Lauren, and then Michael and Phoenix having a confrontation. Yeah, because Phoenix is just bizarre now. Um, he's just wherever the plot needs him to be. Yes. And including in this episode, actually, we missed the part where his brother runs up to him yes. at the end of the day goes, Phoenix, is it true? You're joining the army. Like, How does a brother not know? How was the rumour about Phoenix <laughs> passing him, moving on to the army? Yeah. Harley doesn't seem to get much involvement in anything. No. He's, he's just sort of there sometimes. He's shocked by a lot of things. He's like he? Denzel was for most of Denzel's yeah, yeah. time on the show. Yeah, he wasn't even big in the burying a nam thing, was he? No, that was all, all Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Did all the burying. Yeah. He's a very very much the, uh, the, the beta of the two. Yes. I yeah. thought this episode was fine. And it has the Vicky and Ronan stuff in, which is really good. Yeah, it's nice. I like that. But now it's over. That's sad. Yes. But we're back to Maddie and her smoky eye. Yes. More Maddie screen time. I'm happy with Maddie screen time. <laughs> Maddie and Ronan together. Fireworks. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. So yes, play out song. Uh, it's number one by Tinchy Strider. It's not. It's the song that plays over. It probably is the best scene in like 10 episodes. I mean, since, doesn't this, since the Sam this, Kelly yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was saying, doesn't that include Sam's death? Yeah. So you're saying Vicky and Ronan having a harmonious breakup in the school in front of the not everything from nothing logo. <laughs> it's from the Latin one. The Latin one, ex nihilo omnia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think I'd be calling myself a Waterloo Road superfan and not know the Latin? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I thought. If you're a Waterloo Road Super fan, you would have known that the phrase <laughs> everything from nothing only appears twice in the whole series before we nuked our own SEO ability by hiding Waterloo Road podcast behind everything from nothing. Yeah. Really, it should have been everything, nothing from the Waterloo Road because podcast. Because the other week when it wouldn't go up to Spotify on the right day, I searched for it on Apple Podcasts and I just searched Waterloo Road podcast. Yeah. Do you know what I didn't find? Us. <laughs> Think of the millions of people out there yearning for a Waterloo Road podcast. <laughs> it's still front page of the BBC. New people are finding it every day. <laughs> that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. We still don't know when the new one's coming out. No, it'll be right when you're on your honeymoon. Exactly halfway through the middle of my honeymoon. Yeah, you'll get the most awkward one-handed podcast <laughs> as I... <laughs> Luke going, uh... This is back. I hate uh, it. I don't... <laughs> Don't know how to do the recap. Um. <laughs> <laughs>